welcome to episode two of the Keep Dancing podcast, where we're analysing the aftermath of the launch show. We've got our pairings, now we can get technical about the glitter, analyse the tactical fringing and make some educated guesses about how the series will play out. I'm your host Ellie, and tonight we're talking to Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. I was watching from Denver with wine. Michelle. I am Michelle. I was watching in Derby and I was drinking peach juice. Oh. And Lisa. Hi, I'm Lisa. I was watching in Vienna and I had a lovely glass of Grunier Verdelina, my favourite Austrian wine. Very nice. I was watching in Derby and I was drinking tea. I think Lisa might be the winner on the posh drink there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lisa wins the drinks round. Um, Thank you very much. So we've seen the launch show, and I think we already need to make some adjustments to the spreadsheet. But first of all, what did we think to the opening number? Uh, I wasn't quite sure about the kind of Star Wars space theme. I wasn't really sure where that came from. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's marking the fact that we're no longer trying to fit Strictly and Doctor Who on at the same time. And they were trying to do a sort of an homage to 1980s terrible Doctor Who when the sets were really bad. I just thought it was so bad, full stop. I was trying to at least make an excuse for them. So I think maybe they're running out of ideas after 14 years. Yeah, I mean, what's actually stopping them just going for a dance-themed intro where they just sort of dance? Would be nice. Do you think they've ripped off Tim Peake? Oh, maybe. Do you know, it would have made more sense if Tim Peake was one of the contestants, as was sort of substantially rumoured over the summer. True. Or at least made an appearance in the kind of ensemble of it all. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do like a sort of naff holographic silver painted robot costume. And there were, <laughs> but enough about your Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, less about what I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was too long. I could have done with half that done really well, and then it would have been fine. But I I agree with you. I get the feeling that they're kind of scratching about for ideas. Oh, for sure. Um, yes, and then how predictable was it that we got the Strictly Band's uh, rendition of Can't Stop the Feeling at the end when everybody joined in? And we've, oh. got, we've got some veterans of this year's Eurovision in the call <laughs> where, we had, where we had the real Justin doing a real dance to the real song. Yeah, you can't beat that, really, I imagine. It was incredible in the arena. It was. We saw, I mean, I was uh, pretty close to the stage, actually, for the the, um, the the interval act at Eurovision. And, you know, beforehand, I was a bit like, really, Justin Timberlake at Eurovision, but actually his performance was really good. And I love the song. It's been on my on my playlist all summer, and I do like it. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. It appears everywhere now, let's face it. Yeah, it's, it has become the global thing that he wanted. So, yeah, well done, Justin. Um, well done, Justin. It actually ended up bigger than the movie that it was written for as well. Yeah, has that been and gone? What even was it? Yeah. 
What movie? Trolls. Of course, Trolls. Oh, yeah. yeah, the little 80s thing with the massive hair. They made they made a movie about them. Yes. I haven't watched it. <laughs> okay. I don't really care to watch it. <laughs> so, um, let's sum up our reactions to that opening number in one word. Lisa. Awful. Oh. oh, you feel so strongly about it, you're not even waiting your turn. I like it. Lisa? Mm, meh. Michelle? Too long. For me, it was, um, well, it's not even one word. Like, my mind was blown by how much glittery MDF there was, so I'm just going to go for <laughs> glitter, which is what we're all here for. So That's a massive compliment, Strictly. <laughs> So we've got our pairings now, um, and we've got pairings to watch out for. We've got some predictable pairings. We've got some ones which I thought were a little bit less predictable. Uh, but yeah, let's start out with our favourites. What team are you guys all on? I'm on Team Anton. Team Anton? Yeah. I mean, it was predictable that it was going to get Leslie, but I think it's still going to be magic. Comedy magic or actual sort of Katie Derham style dance magic? Uh, no, 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 comedy magic. Ah, okay. There's no, there's no way he's getting a 70-year-old woman to the final. It's just not happening. Even one as spirited and, like, energetic as Leslie Joseph? I mean, don't get me wrong. She's in brilliant shape and she seems full of energy. But I just can't see it happening. I don't, I don't know. I just don't think she's going to be a good dancer. She's serious about this, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think she did ballet about 50 years ago as well, but I just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it will be a really good, enthusiastic, hard-working person, but I can't see her being in it for very long. She's, she's not the week one lever, though, is she? No, no. definitely not. That... There's several candidates for that. It, I can't see past dead balls. <laughs> I, I can't unsee Ed Balls and now I can't see past him to be leaving in the first week I mean un unless the people want to punish him for something I don't know yeah maybe yeah it might actually be worse to keep him in no please not yeah it's no okay so in the uh, first episode we were talking about how excited we were for Naga and I think we might have even suggested that she could dance with Pasha maybe and yes. guess who she's got? She's got Pasha. I'm yes. so happy about that. I thought that in the group dances, she looked like she was really going for it. She was having a great time. She was doing some of the lift moves and sort of yes. like committing to it in a way that I didn't think that Daisy was. I was surprised by Daisy. I, I expected a bit more from her. I felt like she was really holding back and really... Uh, wary to, to step out or anything. I'm surprised by her. She might be too cool. She might think she's too cool. Yeah, she Maybe. needs to let go a bit, doesn't she? Yeah, but we've had previous quite good contenders that didn't really let go, and it's sort of worked for them. Like, Sophie Ellis-Bexter never really let go, and no. it, it made her Latin not good but it really sort of worked for her for the ballroom dancers. Yeah, and she's with, um, Daisy's with Alias, isn't she? And I think he will bring her out of herself a bit, hopefully. And they look really beautiful together as well. 
she, I couldn't believe how tall she was. I mean, I mean, I expected her to be tall because she's a model. She was even towering over Tess, wasn't she? Okay, so we've got we've got Tamika, who I think is going to be absolutely fabulous with Gorka, one of the new boys. Um, so. I think she's a tremendous asset to the show with her it's really fast improv comedy skills and her dancing. I think she's going to go pretty far. I'm pretty impressed with Gorka as well. I'm looking forward to seeing him um, in action. Um, he, he looks like he's a really great, fun person to have on the show as well. So I always like when you get new professional dancers as well and the whole process of getting to know them. So, and I think that's a great pairing. I really do. I think it's a little bit like um, Lisa Riley and um, oh, who was she with? It yes. reminded me of that pairing. She was yeah. with, was she with Kasha? Robin Reinser. Oh, uh, yeah. oh God, yeah. They were, they were great so together. fun. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. She, she does remind me of her, yeah. It's a character after all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's go on to our other new dancer, uh, new male dancer. We've got AJ, tiny AJ, with his gelled hair, with tiny Claudia Fragapani. Oh, she made him look really big, which is going some. Yeah, they did do a couple of gratuitous sort of standing Claudia next to Tess, standing next to Daisy, standing next to Greg <laughs> Rutherford things. Uh, and so I think that... Maybe we should find something else to say about Claudia that's not that she's, she's tiny, uh, because I think that's going to be her main angle during the series. Um, yeah, but she's also very flexible, being a gymnast, isn't she? What did we think of her in the group dance, though? I don't remember really spotting her that much, actually. She might have been kept in the back a bit. Well, you see, this is the thing. She was saying in the interview segment that she was having trouble working with the heels, because um, all of her experience at the minute is working in bare feet. Yeah. So she might just have that as, like, that's her little bit of a journey thing that she has to go through, the work, learning to work with the heels. Yeah. Anastasia. Now, oh, that you don't like her? No, she drove me insane. She's just yeah, me annoying. too. Gosh, really? Why? Oh, she just, it's that fake American enthusiasm. It just doesn't feel sincere. I think she'll really will train Brendan to how he's meant to be as a man. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a good pairing with her and Brendan, actually, but um, I just, yeah, she just annoyed me. I'm hoping she'll tone it down a bit. I don't know. I I'm hoping she'll go home. <laughs> well, we did say that we thought she was in it maybe up until Blackpool and, you know, home by Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, but I mean, Brendan might, Brendan might get her further because obviously he's very good, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I thought they did actually seem to sort of gen have a little sort of genuine spark of chemistry and that maybe working with somebody really enthusiastic and up will give us a series of happy Brendan. Let explosive. Yeah, because happy Brendan is something we much prefer to Brendan working with a pro that uh, with a celebrity that he kind of obviously doesn't rate and that's when he starts to get feisty and chat back at the judges yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Brendan I'm not a massive fan of Anastasia so if they go home week one I'll be happy I realize that's not <laughs> gonna happen but I could I could do the show without either of those two and be very happy <laughs> okay so we'll just draw a veil over Anastasia then <laughs> uh, I think we briefly mentioned Daisy 
do we have anything else yeah. to say about Daisy? I kind of worry that she's going to get lost in the pack because we've got so many fabulous big personalities. If she's going to just be playing it cool, I think she's not going to be memorable. I think she's lucky that she's got Aliash because he is memorable. Oh yeah, Michelle. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna play the model angle and put her in the most scantily clad outfits possible. I think. So that might get her through a few extra weeks. The the red dress that she had for the launch show was. A, a masterful way of sort of the best of both worlds. She was covered technically from knee to shoulder, but it was in technically, technically it was red mesh. Yeah, there was not a lot left of the imagination on that one. No. Uh, but going to the opposite end of the sartorial scale, what on earth had they made Louise wear? That yeah, it was really strange. Like loads and loads of tassels. Well, it was more the, the very baggy halter neck that I was concerned about. Did she, did she ask for that? Maybe it was meant for someone else. Maybe there was like a bit of a substitution of celebrity. That is a possible thing. Yeah, I have a lot to say about the fashion, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> very Melton-Z. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we going to dish about the fashion once we've talked about the, the partnerships? Shall we save it until the end to really get into it? Okay. Special topic. Um, yeah, so that's all the girls. We've talked about all the girls now. I oh, know, we've forgotten one girl already. <gasps> oh, no, who? Laura. Oh, my God. And that is going to be Laura all season. That is just going to yeah. be what happens to Laura the whole time. Um, yeah, Laura and Giovanni, there were already tabloid showman, showman stories before they were even partnered up. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah. They're just gonna, they've just been paired up to feed those rumours further then. Somebody has to be the sacrificial lamb for this thing every year. Yeah. Yeah. But if there are actually any showmans, any actual romances or illicit things going on on Strictly, that's the ones that you never hear about during the actual show. Yeah, they're the ones that cause the marriage breaks up afterwards. Yes. So that was all the girls. <laughs> We're still the Keep Dancing podcast, and now we're going to talk about all of the boys and who they're dancing with. First boy, and I think he is maybe our mascot this year, it's lovely Will Young. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my favourite coupling this year. Him with Karen is perfect, and I love that she clinged on to him at the end. It was so cute. Totally adorable. They've both got a really weird sense of humour, and I think that they're going to be such great value for money and she's going to work him really hard. Good. And I think she needs to work him really hard because, again, I felt he was a little bit kind of held back in the group dances, wasn't kind of out there, wasn't... I didn't feel that he felt comfortable with it mm -hmm. where he should. I, I think he's going to... I think his journey is going to be his confidence, which we know is something he struggles with anyway. But I think if anyone can bring that out of him... It's Karen, and you know, everyone knows I'm in Team Will Young and will be for the rest of my life. So I'm very, very happy with that pairing. And I look forward to seeing what, what happens over the next few weeks. I think the big test is going to be Will's first really Latin, Latin dance. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be a natural at ballroom. 
Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it'll be the Latin that's the test. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to Melvin and Jeanette. Oh, uh, he's, he's a surprise. I was actually really impressed with how um, enthusiastic and unquirky he was, actually. Yeah, he just seems to be very serious, like, let's do this. I'm fully committed. I'm very happy that I've got Jeanette. Just let's get down to it. Let's actually win this. I think... Yeah. Whether or not he's actually got the chops to uh, go the whole way, he certainly has the desire. Yeah. Greg and Natalie. Now, I think that might have been one that we called purely for height reasons alone. What do we reckon? Yeah. Uh, it's one of the more boring ones, I think. Is Natalie the best pro to have never won? Yes, yes, I believe so. Maybe it's her year then. It might, well, I don't know whether Greg's actually good enough to get her there. Like, I would love to see Natalie, you know, all her... You just get the sense that she's had to be so patient. She won the... If you remember, she won the um, the comic release special with Cassidy, the, the army guy. Oh. Yes, the people's strictly. And it was so nice to see her in a winning position. OK, it was the comic release special. Was it comic release or children in need? The, the people strictly. The people strictly, yeah. It, and it was so nice to see her in a winning position because, yeah, she she has deserved to be there. And, and is, she, is she the female Anton? I think she's the female Brendan. Yeah, that makes sense. But very competitive, uh, but he's won it and she hasn't. Yeah. And How many years has she been on it? Ooh. Like forever. Has she always been Brendan's pro partner on the show? No. No. No, Erin was, wasn't she? No, that's Anton's. Oh, it? that's Anton. Have to Google it. <laughs> Uh, and now is not the time. So, no. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so we're talking so much about our admiration and love for Natalie that we're totally ignoring Greg. Any thoughts? Um, he seemed quite concerned that he only ever can, when he's doing his sport, run in a straight line, basically. So normally the athletes are quite, they're very fit, but not very rhythmic, are they, sometimes? Yeah, that's... So I don't think he's going to break from that mould. My main thought when we were watching Greg's sort of intro section was how nice it would be if there was a red-headed female dancer. Um, so I'm afraid that Greg just... He's not making any impression on me. No. Not yet, anyway. No. no. But, yeah, he's another one where the, the test is going to be the first Latin and whether he can surrender to the rhythm. But moving on to Ori and Joanne. Up until now, I've been kind of on the fence about Jo Clifton, thinking that maybe she was a Clifton too far. <laughs> but. but I think I might be, you know, about to change my mind and get behind her working with Ori because... I think he can already dance. Really? I think he can. I'm not. I'm not convinced. No. <laughs> no. I'm. I'm clearly going to be I'm on my. Slightly worried about you, Ollie. Really? Well, time will only tell. I could be here on my own for this one, uh, but we'll move on to another one where I have definitely already changed my mind. We said he was going to be a no hoper in the preview podcast, uh, but Judge Rinder. Oh, I. Yeah. I never said he'd be a no hoper. I liked him. And I still he like was him. a lot more cat. He was a lot more camp than I was ever expecting him to be. Well, I think because we're not familiar with his work, we weren't expecting what we got, which was just joy and diagonal sequence. Um, and the the new female dancer that he's been paired with, 
looks like she's going to take no prisoners. <laughs> she was well impressive. Oksana. Oksana. Yeah. This this is a pair I'm very excited about. I I yeah. I have seen I've never seen Judge Rinder's show, but I have seen him on other things, and I was like everyone ridiculously surprised last night. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be good, yay! Um, so yeah, I think that pairing is also very very good as well. Um, I very very much look forward to seeing what they what they do. He's definitely not going out first week. I want to see him in Blackpool. I might. I might have a joint, a joint allegiance between uh, Team Young and Team Rinder. So there you go. Yeah, Ooh. no, I've also changed my mind about him. Yeah. He's he's a character. Let's say. Yes, and we do actually want characters because it is, you know, a reality soap. We've just we have to have some strong casting there. On to another element of the strong casting this year: Ed Balls. Oh. What a joke. Mm. He's blatantly going to be a typical dad dancer, isn't he? I mean, does he? Seriously, can we can we put my dad in? Because he would be much better than Ed Balls. Yes. And what, they basically had him in a normal suit as well, and he didn't... No, it was just... The whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah. My main question about Ed Balls is, why was he in the front for the group dance at the end? Why? That was just silly. That is a good question, because I would not have... Why cor- was he front centre? I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it wasn't meant. Maybe it wasn't meant to end up there, but got it wrong and just kind of at the front. We can't rule it out, can we? We can't rule it out. No. Posted along, we're like, yeah, this is meant to happen. But yeah, I mean, Ed Balls has assured the program of publicity in an area that it doesn't normally get its press releases out to. Ed Balls was talking about it on the politics show this morning. Uh, it's Sunday, by the way. Um, and, you know, I think his job is to turn up in week one and then go, basically. And if that's if he can do, discharge his duty in that, then we'll all be happy. Yeah, he has to, yeah. Still, he still gets my vote for week one going out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, for the good of the show. But we've got one more boy, one final boy, and I'm afraid I've slightly taken against him. Uh, which is really sad because I love his professional partner, Danny Mac. And I'm so happy that OT, the professional dancer, has got someone quite, or potentially good this year, because she went out far too early last year, I think. Yeah, I think she's great. Uh, But personality-wise, I was not terribly happy with Danny Mac. I thought he was giving it a bit too much of the lad. I don't know him, which might be a good thing, so I have no preconceptions. He is out of Hollyoaks. Pass. <laughs> You're an. Well, act- fine then. I don't know. I think he's a bit of a blank slate for this. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's. Yeah, the Strictly audience is usually totally separate from the Hollyoaks audience. He's getting his face in front of, I don't know, the people who cast West End shows. This is, you know, all he's here for. Yeah, but I think, yeah, he could be a, one of them dark horse ones that actually turns out to be like amazing or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we said top five in the preview thing. Okay, so that's. All of the dancers and their celebrity partners discussed. Are we going to dish about the fashion? Because I think there's been a bit of a change. I see Lisa getting terribly excited. Lisa, I sense that there's a, a rant building up. Do you want to just let it all out? It's just, what was Tess Daly wearing? Yeah, what was she wearing? I didn't like her dress. <laughs> it looked like, seriously, it looked like a knockoff of Jean-Paul Gaultier's Spring-Summer 15 collection. It was awful. 
uh, it was Gautier's collection was great. That looked like that looked like your Primark copy of a designer collection from two years ago. What was she wearing? She looked hideous. And Claudia's wasn't that much better. Exactly. Yeah, it's like but a normal summer like maxi dress that you'd wear on the beach. It's ridiculous. I have a theory about this, and the theory is that the BBC won't let them wear anything that looks like it costs too much. True. Be because they are afraid of the kind of people who will write letters into the Daily Mail and say, I can't believe they're spending the licence fee on fancy frocks for these two flippity gibbets. I also... It might be a little bit controversial. I don't think they know how to dress two female hosts. I think they're Absolutely. used to there being a suit and a pretty dress. And when there be two pretty dresses, they can't seem to both be in very feminine dresses or very serious dresses. They seem to have to have like a girly dress and a weird angular dress and do something funny and weird about it. I just don't think they quite know how to do it. I would, I would almost prefer it visually if they just had some really beautiful ladies' tuxes and they just decided which one of them was going to wear the tux. Like, well, they kind of do with Claudia. They normally put her in the more sombre stuff, don't they? Tess in the more feminine and revealing-y stuff. Yeah, but I think, yeah, you're right. It probably is because they're not used to, you know, two ladies hosting. There's no form, there's no precedent for that on any other show as far as, like, on, like, BBC, ITV main channels go. I suppose there's Mel and Sue on the Bake Off, but that's, yeah. that's, that's a different register of fashion. That's much more informal. Yeah, but now that you've mentioned that, could we, could we please see Mel and Sue present Bake Off in a ball gown, please? That would just be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they could do that in the final. Um. <laughs> I'm sure we know some people who could arrange that. It's probably too late for this year. Yeah, hasn't it already finished? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. I think that this, this combination of two female hosts has really thrown whoever is doing the styling, and I feel that they're just kind of going, that'll do, that fits you, stick that on. Um, yeah. And they're not actually paying much attention to to Tess and to Claude, which is a shame because they are both beautiful women. They both have really nice figures. They both could be dressed an awful lot better. Where do I write to get a job? <laughs> well, the thing is, that it's not like it's the first year it's the two of them. This is like, what, the second or third year now it's been the two right. female hosts? you think they right. would have kind of got the gist of it by now, but they don't seem to manage. Is it the same stylist that does Zoe on It Takes Two? Because I think... I don't know, because Zoe always looks really cool on It Takes Two. Yeah. Maybe she picks her own stuff. Maybe she styles herself. Maybe Zoe should style Claude and, and Tess. Yeah, that's what we should be writing about. <laughs> okay. Um, but Anyway, I've had my rant. Oh, so it wasn't about the dancers then, it was just about the host? No, it was about, it was about Tess mainly, secondly followed by Claude. I oh, <laughs> see, well, I had an issue with some of the celebrities' clothing. Now, I love Will Young as a person and a dancer in this, but what outfit did they put him on? He had weird old stud things, like on his shirt and stuff, and he looked a bit cowboyish, stroke 80s office. I couldn't get it. It was a bit like he was wearing the jacket to do his Viennese waltz, but he had a sort of a rockabilly sort of teddy boy shirt on underneath. It sort of didn't match. I didn't like that one. No. And sadly, we'll be seeing him doing his introductory twirl in it for the rest of the series. Oh. It'll be in the credits. Oh. Um, but I did think that the, they had a nice theme running through all the ladies' costumes, which was the use of the beaded fringe. 
and there were some yeah. really nice displays of sort of different colours and stripes of the beaded fringe. And if we're going to see a lot of that as it sort of goes on, I don't mind that at all. It looks absolutely gorgeous in HD and it moves beautifully. Yeah, they, yeah the women's all kind of subtly had a theme, didn't they? But the men's were a complete mismatch. There didn't seem to be any theme running through them at all. I wonder if they just spent all summer arranging that sort of lovely fringe zigzag stripy pattern on Anastasia's dress and then just had to do a Pinterest board for the boys' costumes last week. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Anastasia's was actually the best outfit of the girls. Oh no, mine is Naga's. I love Naga. I thought that that um, halter neckline on her looked fantastic and her fringing w was moving brilliantly she's my dress of the week can we have dress of the week she's yes my dress of the week okay. oh, <laughs> yes we'll definitely have dress of the week dress of the week goes to naga uh, but now that we've awarded dress of the week shall have shall we have some final thoughts and wrap up what would you well, let's have one thing that you really want to see this year and one thing that you really don't want to see this year and then we'll say goodbye. I can give you a little bit of time to think about this. Yes, please do. I have one thing that I want to see and that is an alternative to musicals night. I feel like we might have done it. I think we might have done it to death now. I think it's probably too late for them to, to hear this and have a sudden change of heart and go back to that weird around the world theme or some other theme. But I would like to see a slight shake up in the format. And one thing that I don't want to see is oversized comedy props. I would like to have a total ban on the use of oversized comedy props. They're not big. Well, they are big, but they're certainly not clever. No, they've been, they're, they're overdone. I want to see Around the World again, I must admit, um, and, and to not fail. Okay. I would like to see more variety in the types of songs that they pick each week. They're very predictable, either big show tunes or current music. There's so much more music out there. I want to see a more variety of music, and I don't want to see any more of Ed Balls, and I absolutely have to. <laughs> we can all get behind that um, I want to see I would like to see and they, they will never do this at least not this series but I would really like to see them branch out from Latin and Ballroom in the American version they do a lyrical dance they do other types of dance I would love to see that in the British version and I think it's been around long enough that that it could take it and that people wouldn't go oh my gosh you can't do this so I would love to see more than Latin and ballroom. Um, but, and but do you think with Lang going after this series, it might come in because he's a traditionalist? Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, Len leaving, Maybe. Len leaving does Maybe. give him the opportunity to do all kinds of things to the format. Yeah. But I, I did love that. I don't know if any of you saw Bindi Irwin um, last year. Her lyrical dance was amazing on the US version. Absolutely amazing. And that, and that got me thinking... Why don't we have lyrical dance on? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be naive on this one. Could you explain lyrical dance to me, please? <laughs> um, it comes under a few different types of guises too: contemporary jazz, um, uh, okay, uh, more, more like style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, storytelling right. dance. Yeah, they've tried. Some of the professionals have tried to sneak that in, haven't they? Like some of the professionals have tried to 
put a bit of modern stuff in there and been shot down about it. But I think, like you say, when Len goes, that might change. And well, I, but I think that that's right because if it's if they're supposed to be doing Latin or ballroom, then do Latin or ballroom. But I think it's I I think the show is established enough that actually a little bit of a format change uh, when other types of dancers are included. That's what I would like to see. And I agree with you, Michelle. What I don't want to see is Ed Balls in October. <laughs> and, I and I definitely don't want to see Ed Balls in any sort of split shirt. That would just, no. Oh, God, because you know he'd be up for it as well. He he'd do it. He'd do it. Yeah, he'd do it. Just to sell books, he would do it. We've had a lot of fun. We've now got that unbearable three-week wait until the actual series starts proper. But until then, we'll be saying goodbye from me, Ellie. Michelle. Richard. And Lisa. And that was episode two of the Keep Dancing podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and correct us on our terrible pop culture knowledge, or if you've got any questions for our Strictly team, you can email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as Keep Dancing Pod, and we've got a Facebook page you can find by searching for the Keep Dancing Podcast. We're on Tumblr too at keepdancingpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also subscribe to our RSS feed so that you'll always get our latest episode, and very soon we'll also be added to the iTunes podcast directory. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing. Keep dancing.